Welcome to the No Clue Podcast, episode 170. We are back. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. All-Star Weekend. It passed. Yes, uh, it did. <laughs> Where do you want to start? That size is a good indication of the direction of the conversation, I think. Yeah, let's go in order. The Rising Stars Challenge was first. Well, the Celebrity Game was first, but then... That was whack. The Rising Stars Challenge. Did you like the new format, at least? Yeah. From what you saw? A little bit long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it was cool. It, it was like a slight variation, but it, it made it a little bit more competitive. It did. It did. I, I liked it as well. I think it was cool seeing um, a lot of the guys playing with different, you know, different teammates um, seeing these young stars on the same team just looked pretty cool. Um, I I think one thing I would want next time is maybe if they lock the positions in some. Um, but because I like I don't remember the teams off the top of my head, but there was times where they had like four guards, five guards out there at the same time, but the yeah. other team had two bigs. Yeah. And Balance it out a little bit more. Yeah, I'd like them to stick to the two guard or three guards, two forwards thing, or two forwards. No, two guards, three forwards thing. I would like them to maybe stick to that next time. Yeah. But other than that, it definitely was. It definitely did make it more competitive. Um, You still got the highlights. I actually liked the chemistry with a lot of the young guys. I did too. It looked it looked natural. It looked like those guys, a lot of them, would be comfortable playing with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, this with the young guys, there's not a lot of this uh, entitlement that you know when the young guys join a team that already had a star. Right. You know, they have to face that with the star. Thinks they're supposed to get a certain amount of shots. They get paid the most. So, all these guys are same playing field in most ways. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also think, thought it was a little long. I thought going to fifty, uh, both games was just yeah. It did kind of drag, just a little bit. But um, other than that, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, My expectations for Friday night are never like through the roof. No, nah, me either. Me either. And it shouldn't be for anybody. It's just the warm up. You know, you're supposed to. Yeah. It's kind of just for the real fans, not the... I mean, the casuals miss Friday most of the time. That's why they have the celebrity games so people who don't even know basketball can I wish I wish they, they focused on getting more people that play basketball in the celebrity game. <laughs> yeah, man. Because if, but... if they could get like eight good basketball players on each side, it, it would be so much better, I think. Bro, if they could get four on each side. Yeah. I know they right. get four real basketball players, but they like are not allowed to actually play. So there's really no point in having the real basketball yeah. players out there if they don't let them get off. Booby Gibson didn't even play in this, so and he was supposed to be one of the real basketball players. But I so. thought that's that's what hurt the second half of the celebrity game was just the one team was trying to come back, but they just didn't have enough skill. Right. Right, Jack Harlow got to come out and make four point shots. <laughs> I was like, man, this, this they're gonna have a tough time getting this comeback going. 
Right. It you know it, and it don't have to be all like elite like no. you know um, people who want to play professional basketball like the Alex Toussaint that won the uh, MVP. I mean, yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah. He looks amazing. That's, looks like he plays basketball all the time. I know he does, and, and that it made it more exciting to me because he was really, really fun to watch. So yeah, yeah. Okay, um, day two, skills challenge. Was it that was the first thing, right? Yeah. They don't do horse anymore. They don't do the horse was so trash. That was one of the worst things they ever added to the All-Star Weekend to Yeah, me. you're right. No <laughs> argument there. They did it outside. Yeah. I forgot who the first... I remember Durant, and I don't remember who he played against the first time. But anyway, um, the new skills challenge format... Kind of sucked. <laughs> I'll say it. What are these trios? <laughs> that was the worst part of it to me. It was. It just. <laughs> it just didn't make sense. It honestly did not make sense. It didn't, man. It really didn't make sense. Well, I'll I'll get into my shooting stars rant in a second, but <laughs> there was no rhyme or reason to how like yeah it was rookies just random rookies they put together it yes. was. Greek Freak and his brothers, which was just bizarre. And then it was the Cavaliers team, which I get the Cavs team was there because of the uh, hometown. But it would have made sense if it was all teams or if it was... I don't know, man. And the the idea of never having another individual winner for skills challenge is just kind of weird to me. Yeah, that that's a big point to it, I think. it's not It's nowhere near as competitive when they do it like with these little team-ups. Right. And, and it's like, up until this point, the focus has been on seeing skilled players. You you take away that credibility putting out Giannis's brothers out there. Come on. <laughs> that are what, solely in the league because of Giannis and because they're free Athleticism, yeah. yeah. What skill? <laughs> Giannis barely has skill. Giannis could have got two... He has so many players on his roster with skill. Yeah. That was just so dumb. That really honestly pissed me off. It would have been way more fun to watch with Giannis, Bobby, and... uh, And... uh, Who do they have at backup point guard now? Giannis, Bobby, and Grayson Allen would have been more fun than what they'd had. Uh, Like, I I don't mind, you know, certain format changes... You know, I don't, I don't like. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm just looking for skilled players at least at this point. Right, right, right. Uh, so, what do you think of the actual events? So, what, what was first again? It was the shooting. No, yeah. shooting was yeah, shooting was first, right? Yeah, I think so. So, what do you think of that with the with the dots? The points on the floor. I thought it was cool. Hit. I liked that, too. I like that. I mean, shooting is like, you know, that's the easiest aspect of the game to make fun. Yeah. Uh, they didn't force it, but it, it was it was cool enough. I liked it. 
And what about the passing? Mm. It was alright. I like that it was The individual games wasn't like weren't really the problem to me. Okay. It was really again just the focus of like them not being competitive about it. Yeah. I just didn't like. It's almost like they all wanted to win like one of them. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. That, yeah. That's. I just want it to be competitive, even if it's whack. Even if the mm-hmm. games are whack, like you said, the it, it was a little bit messy with the passing. Yeah. I like that. I like that too. I like that it had to be hectic. Like yeah, I, really... I want to see like more pressure on these guys. Mm-hmm. But again, I wish they made the. Um, I almost wish the obstacle one. You know, when they have to weave the people. The, yeah. the main skills challenge thing. Yes. I almost wish they had, like, a shorter time limit. They had to do that instead of, like, meeting each other's time. Yeah. Because they just coast through it, and then everyone... If the first guy coasts through it, and that's what they have to beat, everybody coasts through it. So it's, like, no point in... You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. It... I'm with you though. If the games are whack and the games are confusing and stupid and they still have to really try hard, then I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it. I saw some potential in this. I did too. Like, this is kind of what I'm looking for. I just, the focus wasn't there. Right. And now, for those who are above the age of. 20, probably 21, maybe, yeah, probably 21, you may not remember the Shooting Stars Challenge in the uh, All-Star Weekend, but the Shooting Stars Challenge was when pre-2K Legend teams, when a lot of us first saw, like, old players for the first time. Like, I remember seeing and hearing, like, Walt Frazier's name. Or hearing, uh, uh, you know, Mark Jackson, uh, Del Curry, hearing those guys' names, but I'd never seen them play, like actually on the court. And then I would see them, see their face, and know who they were when I saw them in the Shooting Stars Challenge. And then they had the WNBA players, who no one at that time cared that much about, but we knew from like. You know, college basketball was big. Women's college basketball was always big. Yeah. So they had all these stars, and even the biggest stars of the women would come. Sue would, Sue Bird would come. Tarasi came every time. Um, Candace Parker, I think, got to do it once. But they teamed. They made teams of each city, each franchise. You'd have a current player, an old player and a female player from that city's team, right? So you'd have, like, all Detroit players, all Chicago players, and they would do basically what the skills challenge was this time. They would shoot crazy shots. they shoot half-court shots. Then they would would do the passing drills. And then just one year, that whole thing was gone for no reason, it seemed like. And now... All-Star Recon is struggling to find a way for us to honor the old players by just forcing, uh, you know, intermission on us 
of like this weird, almost cult esque celebration to me. Um, and they had it, like it was there already. They had they had the blueprint for it already. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't uh, understand. They, why it's not there. Again, what are they? What are they overthinking for? I don't know, man. And it's almost like they're trying their best not to bring the shooting stars back. I know. When they, they have it. And they could. And it would be fun. Because now more people know the WNBA players because of social media presence. And uh, because of commercials. And now everyone knows the legends because you just force them upon us. And because we have 2K. So, seems like it's a layup for them. But I guess they can't afford it, man. I think All Star Weekend's budget is really... A lot of missed layups, though. So, you know. Yeah. All right, let's get to it, man. Next, <laughs> next thing. Oh, yes. how'd you feel about the Cavs winning it, though? You, did you like I, that? I loved it. Was it? But you think it was too easy? Yeah. And having to just shoot against Tenacious Atentacumpo for the tiebreaker is just really trash. That's what I'm saying. That was trash. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Get Pat Connaughton on one leg out there, please. Yeah, man. Brooke Lopez yeah. with his foot or back, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Please. I guarantee you he would have put up a better fight. For sure. For sure. Okay. Um, and shout out to Darius Garland. I mean, he. I feel like people really know who he is now based off this all-star weekend so yeah. I, he might have won all-star weekend as far as biggest change in his image in a good way and not that his image was bad but uplifting you know people yeah. more aware of who he is and to me out of everybody in the skills challenge he's the first player that comes to mind when i think of like a highly skilled player yes yes out of everyone who competed in it this yeah. time yeah, yeah absolutely Okay, three-point contest. The best contest of the night. Yes. High point of the weekend. <laughs> you think they'll ever switch it and make it last? Switch the order? Yeah. Hey, that's... I don't know if they're ready for that layup. <laughs> that, to me, yeah. is a layup. Yeah, I agree. Because, you know, obviously we'll get into it in a second, but something needs to be done about Saturday. And to me, that's the easiest and most possible like thing you could do. And they could add, they, they can bring back some of the arena effects they used to have. Like you remember guys used to dunk the lights would go out and like, there'd be a spotlight on what happened to that. Like that's so, it was just so minor. (laughs) I don't know. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it doesn't change, like, the whole weekend. But I'm just saying, it's, like, little things that were big deals. I don't see people holding the things <laughs> in the stands anymore. It's just weird, man. It, like, really diluted it and made it really just odd. But, yeah, anyway, the three-point contest. It was great. Uh, who did you have winning it? I thought Trey Young was going to get it. Me too. <laughs> I did too. I, I just did. thought I, he was playing so well coming in. Yeah. I thought this was, you know, he was going to get buckets. Yeah. The little guys have a hard time. But Trey is someone I, I just don't think his arm ever gets tired of no. shooting threes. No. 
uh, and then adding the range, the extra range, the balls. I thought that was going to be easy, easy buckets. But um, so walk me through it. What else did you like about it? Um, again, the the long distance shots are cool. Mm-hmm. The three point contest again is one. The formula is so simple. The game is so simple. They've only done minor things to it. Right. And it, it works so well. To me, having like picking a money rack mm-hmm. is a great a, difference to me. Yeah. It's just little things like that. And you saw it. It was competitive as it always is. Mm-hmm. Guys step up. Guys show out. Some guys don't. It's, it's always fun to watch to me. And you know, to your point, you know what makes those little additions really good and why they help? Because all they add is strategy. Like, you shouldn't add more ways for people, for unskilled people to win games, right? You shouldn't add yeah. more ways for people who don't have to practice to win games. You should add more ways that strategy plays into the game. That, I mean, that's just in all sorts of games. So now you add the money ball rack. Now guys have to sh- be strategic about where they put it. What, where do I shoot the best? Where do I want my hands to be? Where do I want to you know, put my feet and step into it? Now they some guys pick what side they want their racks on. Some yeah. guys pick what which corner they start out of. Like Adding all that stuff has just made it more competitive because now it's more than just being able to shoot now is thinking about how you win the game. And um, it, that's just been the genius move. It, then you say, okay, well, how do I get my range? If I'm not going to make the range shots, where am I going to make it up at? And that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm totally on board with the small changes they've made to that. For sure. I will say... This is probably one of the most shocking winners we've had. I'm not going to say ever, but in, in a while, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I would say that, yeah. I mean, credit to Towns, man. He, he heated the fuck up. He did. And it looked easy. It did. And he shoots like... I always could see him as like a contest shooter. Yeah. Just because of how quick his release is, how like it's a lot, a lot of arm. Yeah, and that... Low energy. Yeah. Doesn't use a lot of energy. Yeah. That's the key. So, I mean, he just, that last round, I'm like, man, once he just got going and wouldn't miss, wouldn't miss, I'm like, damn, I, I don't think anybody got it at this point. Yep. Yep. Shout out to Carl Anthony Towns, man. I, that was a great performance. I, I like how he went in there to prove he was one of the greatest shooting big men. Like, I like how, how he said that. And then went and did it. it was I, I thought it was really good, really, really, really good job. Really good job. Okay, you got anything else on the three point contest? No. I think the winner, like, has should come back mandatorily. Come back, e- even if they don't like come back to compete. Maybe if they came back and just had to shoot out the winner of the of this year's. I- I'm okay because. Maybe I'm a little more of a purist, but to me, there's so many great shooters to choose from in the league. You don't want Steph to just win it every year? Yeah, because <laughs> I like they always do a good job of putting guys like a couple of guys that surprise me, but I know are good shooters. Yeah, because like 
I didn't think Conley would be in a, a finalist last year. Yeah. Um, I thought that was cool. Like, I, and Van Vliet, I didn't think Van Vliet had a chance in this, but I was still impressed that he did it in the first place. So. Yeah. Shout out to Jason Capono, man, because he, he was a big, goats. big, big shocker. One of the three-point contest goats. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was. All right. For the main event of Saturday night. Main event. Nice. Juan Toscano-Anderson versus Cole Anthony versus Jalen Green versus Obi Toppin. The matchup of the century. Uh, the dunk contest. Obviously, we everyone knows. Uh, shout out to Obi Toppin for winning because... What we're going to talk about for the rest of this conversation has nothing to do with him winning this. So Yes. He was exempt from pretty much all the issues I had with the contest. Yeah. Go ahead. You got it. The floor is yours. You know where I'm going to start? I honestly, yeah. as soon as it ended, I, mm-hmm. I was really happy at how trash it was. Because... Cause because now you know now, they have now to it's make a changes. flare, like it's a bright yeah. flare, a, a wake up call that yeah. this like this just throw in whoever's willing has to stop. It has to stop. It has to stop. <laughs> oh my god, that was honestly pathetic. the 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 <laughs> arena was dead. It was dead. I mean, there's clips of of. NBA legends walking out. <laughs> Grabbed his coat. <laughs> NBA legends walking out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, some of the NBA legends, every time it showed them, they looked unhappy. <laughs> Did you see the picture of Shaq, like, half sleep? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he used to be, like, the hype man of this. I know. I know. And honestly, they're sitting there. There's no hype. There's no energy. And the guys come out and just stink it up, honestly. Stunk it up. <laughs> With the fucking misses, dude. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? Your boy, uh, your boy James White. You remember him? <laughs> James Flight White, yeah, yeah, dude. He was. That this was, was like White. he came in be- when it was first beginning to be like a thing of random guys getting thrown in there. Yeah, and there was so much hype because there was dunks of him doing crazy shit overseas. There's and videos won- of him doing crazy shit. And he had just won the college one, I believe. Yeah, like I think the year so. before. Yeah, and he sucked. And he sucked. He couldn't finish any of his dunks. Right. But the yeah. problem is the problem is he tried really cool shit and didn't pull it off. Right. These guys didn't. And they and they sucked. Jalen Green just tried to get a regular windmill off the side of the backboard. Like <laughs> I think Igudala did that in 07. <laughs> Aaron Gordon could do that in game now. Yeah. Definitely could. Come on, yeah. Jalen. Like, I need a little bit more. 
There's people on Jalen's team. I think um, Kevin Porter Jr. can do that in-game now. So Honestly, I mean, the, the how dead it was from start to finish... Yeah, it, it was just like you're what you're sitting there watching, like, oh my god, like this is this is the part of the the show that I'm turning off. Yeah, three point contest ended. Carl Anthony Towns, good shit. I'm ready for all star the all star game. Mm-hmm. It was so bad, so bad, man, so bad. And those guys, honestly, I I, I don't like that they're not getting more like. Yo, what what was that? I'm with you. What were you thinking? Like everybody's and why did you focused. Even take Go the ahead. spot. Why would you take the spot if that's what you were gonna do? Thank you. It honestly, yeah. bro. There's no way these guys are getting offered these spots. Right. I, I'm he, getting more and more convinced that they're just like, oh shit, you got nobody else. I'll do it. Yeah. And, and, you know, one thing is, another thing is, like, there has to be some dunks that we go ahead and, like, remove from the, like, high. I'm not trying to sound like a hater, but, like, the windmill 360 can't be a 50, like, forever. Like, we can't keep doing that. And especially if you miss it five times. Like, we've seen multiple people do it in-game now to the point where it's like, Juan Toscano, you missed two of those? Bro, you can't get above a 40. You know what I mean? Like 100%. It, it, it has to be, we have to get past to the, like, there has to be a new threshold of a good score. Especially after the misses, man. And I'll I'll say what, what we kind of talked about off air. One problem with not having stars and I mean this in a respectful way when you have people in there nobody cares about the gimmicks do nothing nothing bro no one cares that you wore Tim's and you wore your dad's jersey and no one cares about Greg Anthony (laughs) like let's just be honest you're completely right, dude. <laughs> let's, let's just keep it real. That's, like, that's that shit bothered thing. me, too. I'm sitting there like, has the bar gotten this fucking low? We're bringing out just some <laughs> random dudes? Wow, wow. Greg He's Anthony. Dead? Wow. <laughs> Greg Anthony played in the league. Wow. <sighs> like, dude, like yeah. you said, your point is so obvious to me. Like, nobody wants to see the gimmicks. You you have you gotta come out here and give us cool dunks. Exactly. Go out and trying the, cool shit at least. But I guess what I guess what I say is more to me about the players is because certain gimmicks, like obviously Dwight with the Superman was a gimmick, but it was great. It's the only reason he won that dunk contest. Sole reason. He could have did that dunk and didn't have the Superman outfit on. He wouldn't have won it. No way. You You're know. Right. Blake over the about car. It because, huh? Blake over the car. If he just does that dunk, nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So, I mean, Oladipo coming out singing, that was great. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, it, he lost that, but I'm just saying that was a gimmick that was great. Um, JaVale McGee with the two baskets and, you know, because at that time they said he had the large, longest wingspan in the league. I mean, that was the dunk, but it was a gimmick dunk. You know what, I'm, you know what I mean? I'll give you another great one that didn't win. Uh, Gerald Green with the candle. That was that was fire. It's still... This we talk, we, we talk about it all the time. That's the most underrated dunk ever, probably. For sure. Because I still haven't seen anyone else do that. I'm nah. still waiting. So... Uh, but yeah, man, cer- certain gimmicks, I've seen guys with the shoes, you know, s- somebody signs their shoes or the Vince Carter jersey. Donovan with the Vince Carter jersey was cool because he went and did Vince's dunk and Donovan had been dunking on people all year and they compared him to Vince all this time. That was a good gimmick, but Donovan is a superstar. Yo, Tim's, <laughs> you wearing Tim's, like who cares? You play in Orlando. He should have came out there in swimming trunks or something. Or in a Mickey Mouse costume. It would have been better than him in Tim's. Yeah. I would have... I, I mean this with all my heart. If he had come out there in a Mickey Mouse costume and dunked, I would have gave it a 50. Way before I gave him a 50 for doing anything in Tim's. He could do a regular dunk in a... <laughs> that shit was lame, dude. <laughs> I, I, I had a couple people disagree with me, but... I'm sitting there like, no way, dude. He's not coming out here, like, flexing the New York thing. Bro, I didn't know he was even from New York. I'm going to be honest with you. And New York is, you know, I, I I love the Knicks, but it would have been better if he had wore the jersey and let Spike hand him the ball. That would have been better than Greg Anthony. Let me move on from him, but, like, yo, man, to my... <laughs> To the Hispanic community, Latinx community, the Mexican community that listens to this podcast, bro, Juan Toscano, Anderson, you're, that's not getting you a 50 because you got a Mexican jersey on. Like, it's not enough. Make your fucking dunk. <laughs> yeah, man. You that, focused I mean, just on everything alone. but showing out, dude. Yeah, just that alone. I understand you, re- you repped it. That's great. It was fantastic. I love the diversity in the NBA, but if you got, if you rep it, do something. Where if he had come out with a sombrero or something like something more than just yeah, this jersey's different colors, Bro, and I'm gonna do the same he's, dunk he's everyone honestly, else has done. Honestly, he's like ten years too late with with doing something like that. I know, man. That would have been I really mean, crazy like ten, fifteen years ago. I mean. 10, 15 years ago, somebody would have had a whole mariachi band come out there and stand in the paint and jumped over all of them. And then, you know, it would have been something cool. Something more than just, yo, my jersey's red, white, and green. Come on, man. And then last but not least. (laughs) Probably the worst one, honestly. He didn't even explain what was going on. He just comes out with a chain with a with himself on a iPhone a iPhone strapped to a chain and then just gave it to the judges. What happened? What was happening? Dude, I couldn't tell you. At that at that point I'm sitting there like No way. 
Bro, Terrible. this the the dunk contest was so trash. It made me want to drink. <laughs> <clears throat> Bro, there's no. I'm. I'm almost at the point where I don't even want. Like most rookies in the dunk contest anymore. Because the rookies now are not like the rookies from before. Because we know rookies so well now. It's almost like. It's almost like I. Trying to think how to describe it. Back when there was like real mystique to the rookies in the dunk contest, like Kobe, no one had seen Kobe do the dunks that he did in the dunk contest. But like we've seen everything Jalen Green can do on YouTube yes. and on TikTok. Yes. Like his whole dunk repertoire is on TikTok. And he couldn't even make those in the dunk contest. So. It's bad, man. I, the, I think, the Coinbase, shout out to Coinbase. I like Coinbase for investing, but a gimmick in a dunk contest? No. That's not no, the sir. spot, dude. It's not it. It's not it. You know what was really demoralizing was, um, again, the only really thing they could do is move it. To, to, mm-hmm. me, to me, what was really demoralizing is you heard over the course of the weekend two players that are probably in anybody's top five of guys I want to see in the dunk contest. Yeah. John Morant said, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not creative, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Edwards said, I'm an in-game dunker. I don't do that. Dude, dudes are conf- is- the, the guys and the, the league wants to see are confidently it's no longer like a eh, I don't know I'll think about it nah I don't care right if the star players don't care about it there's no way the league is fixing that the NBA dug this hole for themselves yes I'll tell you how it started it started with letting people who can't dunk be judges in the dunk contest that was number one that was the first straw letting people like you know, I don't know if Spike Lee's been a judge, but actors, I think Common has been a judge. Yes. Um, rest in peace, Chad McBoseman, but come on, man. We can't just be letting just some Marvel characters be um, NBA slam dunk judges. Couldn't and that was recent, but it's been they've been doing that for years. I think Spike has been a judge. I think I, I could be wrong on that, but for some reason I think he has been. Um, letting the some WNBA players can dunk, but they let some that cannot dunk be dunk contest champions. I mean, um, judges. Judge. Sorry, judges. So uh, they let some legends who could never dunk be judges. So. <clears throat> They they did that and then they had these guys, Jeremy Evans, um, who did you mention earlier? Oh, James White, some guys that no one's seen dunk in a game, you know, could consistently um, have success or fail in the dunk contest, but have free entry. It's diluted the prestige of winning the dunk contest it's taking away the credibility it has and the thing is the dunk contest should have more credibility because it is the most 
naked you could be as a basketball player, especially as an elite basketball player. That's why these guys won't do it. Yep. You are completely naked out there. And you look at some of the greatest players, you know, two of the top five greatest players went out there and put their entire career and image on the line to win the dunk contest. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And they established a prestige to it. I mean, Dr. J and Mike and Dominique, they had these battles in the dunk contest that are just legendary. And those guys were the greatest players of all times at at those times. Yeah. And now we... I mean, come on, man. Juan Toscano Anderson? Can't even I mean, make he... a dunk, dude. <laughs> that's, that's the standard now. We're not... Again, we're we are so the standard is so low that we can't even focus on the fact that they're not doing cool dunks. No, that's not even the issue to they're me. Not even making them, guys. Nobody cares about are like, it's just bad. It's Bro, really Cassius bad. Stanley is not even in the NBA anymore. <clears throat> A year after his dunk contest, he's not even in the NBA. And I could have told you. I could have told you that. that not saying he was a bust. But right. it's no surprise that he's not in the league. Right. And no disrespect to him as a basketball player. He's a good basketball player. But come on, man. We had three dunkers. We didn't even have four dunkers in the in the dunk contest last year. Again, if I'm an NBA fan and I see that Anthony Edwards doesn't want to do it, but Toscano Anderson's out there, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm good. They can't even get guys who have won it. Like I would love to see Diallo back in there. I would. Oh, Terrence Ross could it. walk in there right now and show out. I'd love to see Terrence Ross in there. No again. practice. I'd love no. to see DeRozan in there again. Levine could come off his bad knee and turn up. Bro, I would. If they wanted to do like a teams thing, I think the dunk contest with like a team battle would be cooler than what they've been doing. In the last two years. I, I think be, so, yeah. It would be kind of lit if it was like a DeRozan and Levine team versus, uh, you know, I don't know, Gordon and Will Barton. Obviously, we want Levine and Gordon again. I just can't think of any other two, like, yeah. elite dunkers on the same team. Or Dennis Smith Jr. and Anthony Simons. That would be cool. That would be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, but... Anyway. And you know what, what killed it even more? Bro, what? did you catch them promoting, like, Steph and his wife's, uh, <laughs> like, dating show? Yeah. That. Is that during the dunk contest? I think so. <laughs> that, to yeah. me, that, to me, was, like, almost a slap in the face. It should be. I'm sitting there like, yo, come on, we're we're focusing on on all the shit that's not the the contests. Yep. I mean, DJ Khaled was felt like DJ Khaled annoyed me the entire weekend. <laughs> that's how annoying yeah. he was the whole time. And he, I didn't like how DJ Khaled didn't even really play like his good songs. That was kind of weird to me. But you know. It is what it is. He's always out there just trying to make money. So we get to Sunday anyway. 
Shout out to Obi Toppin, who's who had a good dunk contest. We that's why we said nothing about him. He was completely exempt from this criticism. But he was a returner. He was a returner who had just lost. If you gave me four returners, even if they're guys who are struggling in the league, even if they're not good players, that's I'm, I'll take that. I'd love to see Bridges in it again. He lost. I'd love to see John Collins in it again. He lost. Um, who and he had a good contest too that year. Yeah. Um, like you said, Terrence Ross has won, but I'd like to see him in it again. DeRozan lost. I'd like to see him in it again. A lot of guys. Yeah. A lot of returners. There's options. There's there's options and these guys. Like I said, Diallo is healthy and still banging on people all season, and he could have snuck in there. For sure. I mean, what's Detroit doing? Nothing. Not like he needs to be healthy for a playoff push. Right. Or he's not getting extended minutes, so he can't be that tired. Right. Right. <clears throat> All right, moving on. All-star game. Uh, Is there anything we really need to say other than Steph is the greatest shooter ever, and if you didn't already know? Yeah, that, that was no was- surprise to me. It wasn't. It wasn't to me either. Maybe, I mean, they were still just so ridiculous. Like he didn't have to be that ridiculous. Yeah. They, Obviously, we knew he's capable of doing that because he's done that on, like every once in a while. But doing it that often in the game, the spin arounds, the running down courts, the, the talking to the he crowd, like flared, like he was like four or five steps behind the line. He flared and like. Almost stepped back after he caught it. Yeah. Trey Young was there too, and it was water. Mm-hmm. It's like Jesus, and I've seen him make all types of shit. So even the fact that he managed to surprise me, I yeah. mean, it just goes to show how crazy he was. Yeah, he was. He was incredible. So that's out the way. Uh, <laughs> where do you want to go after that? <clears throat> I mean, just to keep it positive, I thought Embiid was in full MVP form. I agree. I mean, the, the shots he was hitting against Milwaukee, all the fucking ma- like maximum contest shots. Yeah. He he never cooled off of those. Clearly. Yeah, he was making cool moves, step backs, doing like a double behind the backs and stuff. At some point, yeah. I I liked that he was using his handles. I always like when big men get to use their handles in the All-Star game. That's fun to me. Yeah. Shaq used to take guys on ISOs to be funny. That's that's fun. That's like um I forgot who said that. Said it the other day um or oh, I was watching a Kobe interview and he said that the All-Star game should be the greatest pickup game in the world. That's yeah. what it's it's supposed to be. It's not just supposed to be a dunk contest or you know, circus show. It's supposed to be guys what happens when you get the 26 best players in the world to play pickup? And, you know, big men doing that is part of it. Yeah. But go ahead. I mean, that was really the two guys that played extremely well to me. Nobody else uh, really got an opportunity to stand out. I agree. Which and is cool. It's okay. To me, it's not okay. Because no? because of the reason why. Oh, I got you. I thought, you know, I've watched, 
lot of all-star games, obviously. And they, it's always a couple guys that go off on each team. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, I'm watching, like, Embiid got off. Nobody else did on his team. Right. If Steph doesn't get go off, that game is trash. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, I've never, right. I've in all my years watching an all-star game, I've never looked at somebody's great performance like, man, this is really saving the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Steph going That's into human torch mode has to wake up the guys to, to actually play. Right. That, to me, was a bad look, man. And, and it all started with the first quarter was, like, awful. Mm-hmm. It was. What, what bothers me is, is how they reset the standard of like how not to fucking play, and all the jacking. Like it's different when you take some shots, but jacking is not part of the all star game. Like some guys are coming down court, just no passes, just straight up, and just going to like the like deep uh, wing area yes. and just jacking. <laughs> yes. It was from the same spot, like right by the bench. A lot of and guys are embracing the, the KD play style. Yeah, yeah. That's how they look. It's exactly. not a good look. KD must have coached practice. <laughs> coached the all-star practice. Right. Honestly, man. Again, it's like they, they come out with such a like haphazard standard. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not asking you to defend. I, I get it. That's too much to ask. Mm-hmm. I'm not even asking you to like sprint. Right. Yo, yo, like the the just standing there when somebody gets a turnover. I mean, mm-hmm. it looks bad. Like it looks bad. We're just watching guys get highlights. <laughs> it's like that final two hour pickup stretch and the final like an hour forty five into it, and yeah. everybody's too dead to run back and forth. Right. They're doing that to start the game. Mm-hmm. And then, again, yeah. that, that's why Steph has to go crazy for them to even wake up. Yeah, that's true. You know what else disgusted me? I've loved the format so far. Mm-hmm. This was the first time I felt like they wanted to keep the game close. Mm. Why do you say that? Because every time any team got any momentum... Mm-hmm. They would just they would do that thing of just literally not even jogging back. Right. We'll just let them like get a couple easy ones to keep the score pretty even. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that either. They did that in the Rising Stars too for like the until like it was a you know until they got to like seven points. Yeah, but when you set it up goal. like a tournament, I I get that. Yeah. Especially a tournament like we both said that maybe. It's, got a little too much points going on yeah but the, but that's where i would think guys would really be trying to win but but they weren't because they were like you said they would let guys oh he got that steal oh it was a long rebound all right they got it you know and let's let's just battle it out in a five-point game at the end of the game i mean i'd rather them come back and try to blow a team out than do that actually try to win like you said like yo yo at least like at least be there for me to get my highlight. Don't just completely walk away from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's to me. They're not even trying to make each other look good. Mm-hmm. 
that to me was just set the game off on the wrong note. And then on top of that, you know, Kobe talks about it being the greatest pickup game. Fellas, we're missing layups. We're missing <laughs> lobs. We're turning it over like with no pressure. We're we're throwing yeah. lobs. Nobody's even there. Right. Like again, right. the the intensity is non-existent in any capacity. Mm-hmm. We're not even we're not even working hard to get highlights. They weren't. That's what disgusted me. Right. Like you said, right. everybody's coming out jacking, yet nobody wants to actually get a bucket. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? I I will say this about this particular game, uh, and this is a positive on a positive note. I think that um, this game, I got to see more players like actually do what they're known for almost like um like i compare it to like the avengers right when you watch the avengers you want to see everybody only do like what their powers are good for like you don't want to see um iron man wield uh dora's hammer because you want to see Dora summon electricity with his own hammer right you want to see iron man um you know do whatever Iron with Man his gadgets does. and shit. Yeah. yeah, with his gadgets. You want to see Cap throw the shield. You don't want to see Iron Man throwing Cap's shield and Cap using elect- uh, electricity and all these gadgets. You just want to see everyone do what they do. And a lot of a lot of the All Star games to me, and Greek Freak kind of has been, I guess, my biggest uh, negative to the, since he's been in the All Star games a lot. He just comes down and just dunks. He gets gets every rebound and just puts it back. Anthony Davis did too. He gets every rebound and just puts it back. I liked how we got to see Jokic make flashy passes. We got to see LaMelo do the between-the-legs alley-oop. We got to see him try to use his handles and his step back. We got to see um, Van Vliet try to take you know wild layups and long threes. Steph got to shoot. John Morant got to do crazy dunks. Embiid got to just do everything. I felt like everyone got to play their game this year. I'll give you that. And a lot of times, a lot of times they don't. And it it's probably maybe for the average fan they don't notice it as much as I have in the past. But I liked it. And then LeBron got to be the hero. LeBron got to be the mismatch. Everyone got to really be who we know them to be. And that's what the old All Star games used to be. Back yeah. when it was like Kobe and Wade and all those guys, it was it was like that. And I felt like it was a long time where they didn't do that anymore. And it looks like they're picking that back up a little bit. And I like to, to, to counter your point. I've actually liked the All-Star game a little bit. Like, for you to use your Marvel example, when Captain America got to use Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing Luca get shots off of other people's ball movement... Was That's real- such a minor version of that. That was really nice. That's like I um, mean, no, because he's going out getting forty nine on his own game, essentially. Yeah, creating yeah, every shot for himself. Mm-hmm. Now, now the somebody else is stepping in, and getting him wide open shots. Yeah, yeah, I that like was that nice. too. I did like that. Yeah, I liked um, Dejounte Murray also being like an alley oop threat. 
to catch lobs instead yeah. of being the. That was really the only thing I liked from him because he didn't play very well. No, he didn't. But he looks cool catching dunks. It, it looks like, like I, there was sometimes he did. I was like, wait, who was that again? Oh, that was Dejounte Murray. Yeah. You know, so I thought I liked that too, and I liked Luca getting the shots. Luca was hilarious in the inside tracks. If anyone um, didn't get to hear the or mic'd up, I don't know which one it it was. In the mic'd up, definitely go on YouTube and look up Luca's mic'd up stuff. Those were hilarious, all hilarious. Another year, by the way, another year. Uh, Jimmy Butler not caring about the All Star game at all. He just shouldn't go. I know. He just take his name out of it. That's fine. I know. It's like, can we like make give a little effort? Especially if he's not voted by the fans. Who cares after that? Yeah. Yeah, if it's just the coach's vote, just say I'm not going. That's fine. But if the fans vote you in and you do that, that's that's completely whack. But I don't know. I, I feel like you could just give a little more effort, honestly. He could. But <laughs> he like makes bro, he didn't it give known. Effort in, I was gonna say he doesn't give effort in the Miami games most You're of right. the time. <laughs> You're right. That's a good point. So yeah. Um, what else about the All Star game? I mean, the halftime was just ridiculously long. Yeah, it was. And I didn't know. It did was. you know they were gonna do that? No. I had no idea they were gonna have a whole ceremony. I had no idea. Dude, did we really need to intro the positions? That was corny to me. And it got worse as I'm like, dude, can we get some basketball experience? <laughs> this is the forwards. Yeah, bro, like, it's yeah, all these people who have like nothing corny. to do with basketball hyping up basketball players. Like, yeah. this is um this is an L. Yeah. Every one of them sucked. And I like Tiffany Haddish, but she sucked. Yeah, she did. They all sucked. You're right. You're right. You, you know, it's one thing that's kind of tough is Cleveland doesn't have the longest, like, most amazing history in basketball. But they had enough that they could have done better than what they did. Yes. Like, Chicago's... As far as Chicago, the rest of Chicago's ceremony was probably one of the best I can remember with, like, Common doing that intro that was fire. Um, you know, all the old Chicago guys being there, Pippen and Rodman and all those guys, like, making appearances. That was great. But I thought Cleveland would... Like, where is Mark Price? Larry Nance. Brad Doherty. Where are you guys? I, I don't know. Greg Elo. It, um, Ron Harper, like, they could have come and did something to represent. Like, they had no Cleveland representation. Like, uh-huh. LeBron was the number, like, the best Cleveland representation they had, which is just strange. And Machine Gun <clears throat> Kelly. So, yeah, I'm with, uh, halftime was way over the top. I almost wish they did that, like, during the day. They used to have stuff all day long. Too. Yeah. Like the whole coverage was all day. And yeah, like was... do all that other random shit. Promo Steph's show during the fucking day. Yeah, instead of playing Charmed and Fast and Furious all day long on TNT, let's get. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all day. You don't have to expose TNT like that, but you're right. 
Yeah, we, bro. If you fall asleep on a TNT game, <laughs> you wake up to bones and charmed every, every single time. Maybe like an occasional uh, castle. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, charmed uh, again. Yeah, we got charmed. And they have and original shows. TNT has their own original shows, and they play like nonsense. <laughs> Yeah, and then they play Fast and Furious all day before every basketball game it feels like. Yeah. So, one of the Fast and Furious movies. But that's what you do. I mean, they could have did it then. They could have did anything. Yeah, so. You know, I have heard, like, with the dunk contest, them opening it up to kind of just just be making it a dunk contest, not a specific to NBA I don't like that. I don't know, You man. like that? I think so, honestly. I would... Like, I would be open to that, but I don't want that to be the dunk contest. Like, I'd be open if they did that. Like, they had something like that before. The dunk contest. Didn't they have that? Shaq was hosting it or something? Yeah, it was like a, its own thing. Yeah, I like... That was cool. Yeah. And it would be cool if they showed maybe the championship of that in the All-Star weekend. But I don't want that to be the NBA dunk contest. Like, I know it wouldn't be called the NBA dunk contest, the AT&T slam or whatever it would be. I don't want that to be the, like, the late night Saturday thing. I don't want that to be the main event of Saturday. Not people that aren't in the NBA. Hey, that I mean, sounds that's way me, better though. than... Cole Anthony versus Toscano <laughs> Anderson. I'm gonna be honest with you. It does. I don't care how disrespectful it seems to those guys. Right. They shouldn't have stunk it up. That's Obi Topic turned up. I haven't heard a, a single negative thing about him. No, there's nothing to say negative. He his dunks were great. Simple. His dunks were dunks I've never seen. Exactly. That's all I ask in the dunk contest. I know it's been sixty years. It's been going, but. If you can just show me at least one dunk per dunk contest that I've never seen, I'm good. I'm satisfied. And I've seen a lot your of the performance. Time, yeah. A lot of times they just kind of add a little bit of nuance to an already cool dunk. Yeah. So it's it doesn't take a crazy... You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. No, you don't. You don't. Just add just something I haven't seen done to it. That's it. Yeah. Like all um, Obi Toppin... Did behind the back over somebody. I've seen people do behind the back a bunch of times. But he just did it over somebody this time. And it was fantastic. I haven't seen that. Looked and that's, that works. Looked like he put in work too. Yeah, it did. It did. Because he looked like he knew, okay, I got to grab it from here. I got to take, I got to step at this point. You know, those things. It's strategy. Like I said, they add, you have to have some strategy to win these. To make them interesting. Um, okay. That's everything, right? We covered it? Yeah. I mean, I, LeBron's game winner was cool. But LeBron played an absolute trash the whole game. I know. LeBron just looked sleepy. Some of the like, he ugliest. Just like he was just... Bro, first reverse layup, you don't use the backboard. <laughs> you obviously shoot it over the rim. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and and then LeBron, a whole game he's bricking and his bricks are like disgusting. They were getting worse every time. 
since since Wade LeBron like does not care about how he makes anybody else look in the All Star games anymore. Not at all. LeBron doesn't throw good passes to anybody. No good lobs. He you know he doesn't. Um, no outlet passes. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> no. None of that anymore. Forget about that. Uh, yeah. He's just out there. And the format, his. yeah, the format is built for him to like bullshit his way through it and then play for real and look like the the hero. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember he made when, the one, three, and the fourth, and like the energy like picked up all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, Bro, why do these guys wait for LeBron to start playing for real to like really get into the game? I don't know. Embiid, so Embiid was eating all night and nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even Steph, and they didn't stop Steph until he was about to break the record, yeah. which they should have let him beat. Yeah. It's Anthony Davis's BS record that he got just from doing um, putbacks the whole game. Yeah, that made me so mad that year. Just because they were in New Orleans, Anthony Davis can just do putbacks and win MVP. You know what Jeez. pissed me off was they didn't work hard to deny Steph. They just fouled him a little bit more. Yeah. Like, yo, and then doubled him. Uh, yeah, like he's getting blatantly hacked on the shots. They're not letting him land. I'm like, dude, can we? And, and to me, if you double, little? if you double in the All Star game, we should just go get layups. Like it, it, they were doubling, and like they didn't want to expose the double. Like just if they're doubling, bro, and and LeBron is wide open, just go get a layup. Go get a dunk if that's what they want to do. We should just be playing harder straight up. Yeah. But they were, like, doubling, and Steph would kick it out of the double, and then they'd grab it and, like, wait for the defense to stop uh, to, like, recover and get back and man up. Yeah. That was just – that was whack to me. But – all right. Um, we have a guest today um, who is a uh, – college basketball analyst and um his interview will be right here coming in just a second and um after that we will close podcast out and um talk to you guys next time but um after this break you'll get the interview with us and um our friend the college basketball guy so We'll be right back after this. All right. Uh, we are here. The good friend of mine. Um, you know me as Tyler already. Uh, this is my boy, Tyler Crook, who is a college basketball analyst, to me at least. Um, Twitter analyst. Yeah, Twitter analyst. He's an expert. He knows what he's talking about. I go to him. Um, it's my man. Uh, this is your first time on here, obviously, but, um, we're going to grill you. We're going to test your expertise, let everyone know how, um, good, you know, college basketball, obviously. Yes. So, so, um, start us off with the top three or more NBA prospects in college basketball right now. All right. So I think that the experts have it right when they say Chet Holmgren, Jaden Ivey, and Jabari Smith, probably the top three prospects. I think they have it right there. 
there's mm-hmm. a few guys that I'm higher on than most. But okay. to talk about those three, I okay. think that Chet will probably go number one, in my opinion. Uh-huh. But to me, Jaden Ivey has the chance to be superstar potential. Okay. Well, so does Chet, and so does Jabari Smith. But I think Jaden Ivey could be special. And I think he should be in the conversation for number one overall. Mm, okay. Okay. So who, who's your uh, NBA comparison to him? John Morant, man. John Morant. Okay. Because okay. when you watch Jaden Ivey play, I don't know if you, you guys have had the chance to watch him much. He's I so caught him explosive. Once. He's so explosive around the rim. He finishes well. That's something that Ja did. Well, Ja was in a different situation because Purdue is such a good basketball team that mm-hmm. Jaden Ivey hasn't had as much ability to show what he can do as Ja did. Ja could average six or seven assists a game, seven or eight mm-hmm. rebounds, and 25 points a game when he was at Murray State, something like that. Right. But Purdue has guys all around Ivy, and that's why they're my pick to win the national championship game, because which you never know in, in the tournament. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Ivy, whenever he gets into the NBA with the floor spacing, I think that he will thrive. He's a, he's a pretty good shooter, but he finishes around the rim excellent. He's got top-tier athleticism, and I think that is right there with John Morant. And you know he's putting up numbers. So. Right, right. Definitely. The yeah, game is definitely going that way. It's, it's funny with Purdue. I think uh, he gets a lot of big man help around him. Absolutely. And I think that just makes the game – like like you said with Morant, it was a different situation. So we got to see a little bit more of Morant's like entire package. But man, Purdue's Purdue's always dangerous going into the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Eady, seven foot four. And the thing about him is the other team's best big man doesn't have much of a chance in that game. He locks down the other team's best player, the best big man. Um Hunter Dickinson had some success against him because he can step outside. Um, E.J. Liddell, I think, has some success. But guys get in foul trouble against Edie. You can't – it's hard to handle six, seven foot four. Mm-hmm. So that team if and if Edie gets in foul trouble, they have an All-American coming off the bench in Trevion Williams. So they have good role players. They have three stars. And I think they should be the front runner, along with Gonzaga, which Chet, Chet plays for. Right. So, uh, how do you feel about Chet as far as his body? I know um, teams are obviously worried about how thin he is, um, especially with guys like Embiid and Jokic, who are, you know, big, strong, heavy guys. Um, How do you feel about that going into the league for him? Absolutely. I I think that he and Paolo Bancaro are – almost opposites because Paolo has the body. Mm-hmm. But to me, Paolo doesn't have as much, not nearly as much skill as Chet does right now. Mm-hmm. I think he has a lot of refinement to do. Paolo has some things you can't teach. So he ha- he does have a chance in my opinion, and he, he'll, he'll go top five, I think. But mm-hmm. with Chet, he has the skills. I don't think there's many people that are questioning that. So, when you're saying all there is is left for him is weight, and you're not talking the bad part of weight like Zion, you're talking all he has to do is put on pounds. Mm-hmm. I think that 
it's a fairly safe bet that he can do that as he starts to fill out, gets older. He, he, he may not be an instant impact guy, but then again, he, he might be in 20, 25 minutes a game in a good matchup, you know, because like you say, if you're going against Nikola Jokic for 40 minutes or 35 minutes, um, he's going to get some fouls. He's going to, He's going to have a huge mismatch. I don't think he can guard him right now. But then again, right. who can guard him? So right. I, I think Chet has a very good chance to be a great player. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? I've seen Chet uh, significantly more than all the other guys you named. And his IQ is crazy. That That's what separates him to me is he sees the floor so well, executes their sets so well. I mean, him going in, putting on weight, obviously won't be a concern with NBA training and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're really – we talk about it all the time. There's really not a lot of defense being played right now in the league. No, it's not. So he's going to walk in with the spacing. He's already showing that he can play with another big man. Yep. I mean, to me, his upside is crazy. I yeah. agree 100%. And, and plus and- the – oh, go ahead, Tyler. Well, I was just going to say defensively, man, he is – he's almost like Zach Eady for Purdue defensively. It's, it's mm-hmm. hard to score on him. You're going to get in foul trouble if you try to, if you try to uh, play him. Play, well, he, he can step outside, but you're going to get in foul trouble against Gonzaga because, like you said, they have Drew Timmy as well. So Drew mm-hmm. Timmy and Chet Holmgren are a, a, a big problem in college basketball. That's probably the best front court we've seen in several years because mm-hmm. uh, Drew Timmy, he, he won't play in the NBA, I don't think. He, he may be a role player, but – for college basketball, he has an argument to be a top ten player in college basketball. And and one thing good about Chet is he if if he can't guard you, you probably can't guard him either. So that, that always um, one thing people analysts always miss about defense is yeah maybe I can't guard you, but if I'm giving you forty on the other end, I mean it doesn't matter. That happens right. to Jokic a lot, by the way. So. Guys like Jokic. Um, so the third one was Jabari Smith, right, from Auburn. Yes. His and NBA comparison we talk, you. we talk about those three guys. Well, I don't know. I thought about that earlier today, and the thing about him is that right now he, he's, a, he's a good defender, and mm-hmm. he, he, at Auburn he – we just talk about the, the three best teams in the nation, Auburn, Purdue, and Gonzaga. So mm-hmm. at, at Auburn he's got Walker Kessler with him. Right. He's got really a great supporting cast. So he, he, he just like Jaden Ivey, hasn't been given the chance to show everything that he can do. Mm-hmm. Jabari Smith, I don't know. I mean, I thought the first thing that came to mind was like DeAndre Hunter. But I, I think he has much more offensive upside than Hunter. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you think about all-star level guys, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, you, when you think of Chet, you think of Porzingis first off the bat. Right. But for Jabari, I can't think of somebody other than DeAndre Hunter, but he's so much more gifted on the offensive end and has much more potential than Hunter. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I think Hunter surprised. Um, he was coming in known as more of a limited offensive guy. And he surprised a lot of NBA like scouts and teams just with his perimeter game coming right in. Yes. Yeah, so is he having a good year this year? Injuries. As you okay. yeah, just injuries because yeah. I haven't heard much of it from him. That's why I assumed that he had kind of underperformed. Yeah, it's tough not getting consistent minutes. 
Yeah, it's tough. And I think they um, the Hawks moved Reddish, I think, because they are confident in how he's been playing. But he just hasn't been there every night. So, yeah, it is tough. It is tough. Um, Mike, you got to follow up? Are you on the No, board? I'm curious. It, it's easy to like the top picks. You know, we kind of usually have a good idea of even coming into the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to hear a couple, a guy or two that are under the radar. Perfect. Okay. Like I was the, waiting the mid this. to late first round picks. Okay. So I'm, I'm thinking more second round back into the first round. And one guy that I really like is Wake Forest, Alondis Williams. I think he's the best player in the ACC. Um, he now his translation to the NBA, I'm not quite sure on, but he played at Oklahoma for three years, came over to Wake Forest. Steve Forbes at Wake Forest has done an excellent job. I, they should make the NCAA tournament. They are definitely worthy. But Alondis Williams, um, he has everything. He, he can play defense. He has a pretty good three-point shot. I have to look up his three-point percentage, but by watching him, there's when you watch Alondis Williams play, you see no weaknesses. He averages five assists a game, seven rebounds, 21 points. Um, and he's playing against a good competition, too, and he has he has his whole career. And so he's really blossomed with Wake Forest. I think he, he will go early second round, hopefully, and it's just about fit with those guys. You know that. As soon as it starts getting late first round, it's about team fit. Um, it's about opportunity. So a lot of teams. What would be a team you'd like to see him on in the NBA? Well – the first thing I think about when I think about late first round, second round guys is just winning basketball teams, number one. So for Alonis Williams, I, I like to put him on a team that has elite scoring. So obviously you think about Golden State with with Clay and stuff. Alonis is a guard, so he would have to come off the bench. But they have they have scores off the guard off the bench too. I don't know, it, is Jordan Poole starting or He's coming off the bench, so bench. Yeah, so yeah. you could put him beside Jordan Poole. Um, I really would like him with the Hawks. Honestly, they have they have Huerter beside Trey Young, but I think he could play a great complementary role beside an elite scoring point guard. Um, so something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You got more? And well, I have I have one other guy. Okay. And. I, I don't even – most people have not heard of this guy. But okay. he plays for Toledo, okay? And his name is Ryan Rollins. And he just broke into ESPN's Top 100 today in their recent mock draft update. They, if they, they have an expanded mock draft on down. But if he decides to go to turn pro, I think Ryan Rollins is an extremely high upside play in the second round. Because he's uh, what, six foot five, he's lanky. What position? Shooting guard. Shooting guard, okay. And Toledo, man, I think that they can make noise. And I hope he stays for one more year because they have no seniors on that team. And they're first place in the MAC. They're going to make the tournament. Well, they probably have to win the conference tournament because they play in the MAC. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they do win the conference tournament. And if they do, you guys can check out Ryan Rollins. He's averaging like 19, 19 five and five this year. But the thing I like so much about him is he scores at all three levels. His three-point shot, I think he's like 34% from three-point range. Mm -hmm. But he's lanky. He has defensive projectability. And he can score at all three levels. And he's still young, you know. So 
seeing him break in today, I was like, yes, finally, he's ranked top 100. But guys like that, especially from smaller schools, often go undrafted, they have to have a prove-it deal in, in the G League or something like that. That's a tough um, road. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. There's so many great players in college basketball. It is. Basketball in general. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's my two. That, I, I do like Julian Champagny from from St. John's. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll go second round. Um, Trevor Keels is projected back into the first round, and he's been shooting the ball really well lately. If he can become a three-point shooter with that body, I think that he has a real chance too. Okay. Okay, cool. So um off off players real quick, let's go to conferences. Okay. Which conference tournaments are you really uh looking forward to? Which ones are you think are probably gonna be the most competitive, best to watch? So for me, what I try to do around conference tournament time, because I'm all into the NCAA tournament, March Madness. I try to watch teams that I haven't had the chance to watch as much. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched Gonzaga very much. I, I'd like to watch them. Tonight they have a big game where they're only 10-point favorites. Normally they're 35-point favorites playing at 11 p.m. Eastern. We've talked so about their schedule before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I like to check out guys that I haven't been able to see much. I want to watch the Mountain West Conference. That's the under ra- under the radar. They they will have at least two teams in the NCAA tournament, maybe three. Mm, okay. Boise State will definitely be in, um, and I think Colorado State will be in no matter what. So that conference is extremely competitive. They have honestly, I think they have seven or eight teams that would be competitive in the ACC this year. So that one's the off the radar one. I'm excited about. But the Big East will be a good tournament. Um, they have a lot of teams on the bubble. St. John's. Xavier mm-hmm. might have played their way into the bubble. Um, a lot of momentum lately for uh, Xavier. Mm-hmm. I, I love their team, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, the Converse tournament time is second best time of the college basketball year behind the tournament. So, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. I, I hate that the ACC is down. I don't know no, if you don't. guys have watched much ACC basketball, but it's hard to wanting to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's sad that Wake Forest is probably the second best team in the ACC, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like North Carolina, Tyler. So, yeah, <laughs> North Carolina down tough. bad right now. Tough, tough. <laughs> down bad. Way down. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Mike, you got follow up? Anything? Um, as far as conferences, no. I mean, again, we, we haven't been keeping up as much as normal this year. But right. uh, as far as teams go, and, and we can kind of go one by one, a, a team I'm really, again, coming back to momentum, has been playing really well. And normally that plays a lot of factor going into the tournament. Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, I mentioned this to you last year. You remember the guy from Oral Roberts? Kevin O'Banner. Uh, yeah. O'Banner had no clue he transferred there. Yeah, no, I didn't either. I, I'm turn. I'm watching the Baylor game the other week, and he's like a night and day different player from first to second half. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I had no idea this guy came here, and I just watched over the weekend they beat uh, Texas. Yeah. Didn't didn't play that well, but executed down the stretch, figured it out. Mm-hmm. They're a team with a lot of experience. They've been in the tournament, had some success. I, I like them moving forward. 
it's, it's funny that Chris Beard left. You know, he left and goes to Texas. Mm-hmm. Had a great situation at Texas Tech. And I'm not yeah. saying I like Texas as well, but, but man, that's a tough move to go from Texas Tech to Texas. And they played Chris Beard at Texas Tech two weeks ago and, and beat him. So, right. yeah, I like Texas Tech. They have a great defense. They always do. Yeah, they've been very inside out too. Yeah. Um, Terrence Shannon, they've been banged up. So the thing about them is they have not played their best basketball yet, and that's the team you're looking for as the NCAA tournament comes. Because a team like Baylor, maybe, they played their best basketball in December, right. I think. So as it gets towards March, you start looking at those teams, okay, who's winning, um, who's healthy, things like that. And Texas Tech is definitely a team that they could make some noise, I think. Gotcha. The okay. SEC too, man. The SEC may be the best conference in in basketball this year. I mean, the Big Ten is normally normally gets that nod, but the SEC with Auburn, who's who's up there, mm-hmm. top contender. Kentucky has a really really good team, and it's all going to depend on Ty Ty Washington, who's projected to go top ten in mm-hmm. the NBA draft. It's all going to depend on what Ty Ty Washington we get down the stretch. Right. You know, we've seen two different guys this year with him. He had 17 assists when their starting point guard was out in a game, which mm-hmm. when I saw that, I said, okay, this guy really might be something special because he doesn't have elite athleticism, but he's like Chet, how you mentioned, Mike. Chet has a, such a high, high IQ and and such good skills and sees the floor well. That's what Ty Ty Washington does. So he's their X factor, you know, for the tournament. Kentucky could make some noise. And that plays such a huge factor in the – especially the close tournament games. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. senior leadership, which he's a freshman. But like you say, I mean, when you got when you have a freshman playing like a, a junior or a senior, that's that's oh, huge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I I don't know if I have any more questions for you, man. You're killing it. I you answered them so <laughs> thorough. I didn't I didn't have anything else to add. What you got anything else, Mike? No, nah, man, I'm just curious to see how the conference tournaments play out. Yeah. Yeah, and it, one thing that's crazy about the NCAA tournament is you can have a team like Toledo that I think is unquestionably a top 68 team. Mm-hmm. But if they don't play three games in three days and win all of them, they're not going to make it. Right. And so because you have teams like – and I don't disagree with it. You have teams from, from the lower-tier conferences. I, I don't even want to – you know, teams that 16 seeds and 15 seeds mm-hmm. normally that they they deserve their chance to play. And UMBC beat Virginia, which was, I mean, to be able to see a 16 beat a one was awesome. Right. But if you took the 68 best teams, you would get teams like Toledo, teams like Ohio that's in the MAC. One of those two teams won't make it. Um, like the Mountain West, like I said, you might have five teams from the Mountain West make it if we took the top 68, but they don't. So you'll likely have two, maybe three. Um, but like I say, I like how the NCAA tournament does it. The, the small teams play all year knowing they have a shot. If they win three games in three days or four games in four days, they can go to the dance. That's what's so special about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's never by fluke. Those teams, like, they have to scratch and claw the whole way through. They yeah. do, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and the thing about the, the 13th season, the 14th season is 
you go and play a three seed that's not playing their best basketball. That maybe Baylor. they might they might not Baylor. Baylor. They might not be playing their best basketball, and a 14 seed has just won 10 games in a row. They won three games in a row in the conference tournament, and that's where you start getting a feel about an upset is when you see a team playing their best basketball and they go play a team that's more talented than them, but they're not playing their best basketball. And, you know, in division one basketball, you guys know that any, basically anyone can beat any, anyone division one basketball players are really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing, um, or Roberts last year, like you mentioned, Max A. Smith and Kevin O'Banner, I really like two dynamic guys like that a dynamic guard and a dynamic big yes and that's why i love colorado state i think they have a a really good chance they're going to be in the tournament no matter what even if they don't win their conference tournament they have a first team all well he might not be first team all-american but he would be an all-american david rowdy big Mm -hmm. man matchup problem matchup nightmare and they have a guard isaiah stevens that's quick gives guys problems um their supporting cast isn't great around those two but neither was oral roberts you just have to get have guys that hit timely shots, hit yeah. open shots, play defense. Mm-hmm. So, I saw like it with uh, uh, Juzang of UCLA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it got hot, man. Yeah. All right, man. Um, that's all we got for you. But thanks for coming. Uh, we're yeah, definitely man. gonna have Absolutely. you on again when the tournament starts. You know, after these conference tournaments, we got to have you on again break down your bracket and everything. Um, Mike, you good? Yeah, man. appreciate the insight. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely, man. appreciate you having me. We'll definitely talk brackets, um, get going. I mean, I'll, I'll probably lose in my brackets because it just so happens that your step cousin's grandma that's never watched basketball wins the bracket Always. pool every year. So. But, yeah, right. I look forward Part to talking to you guys again. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Okay. We'll be back next week. Uh, got a lot of NBA to get into. We're getting to the final stretch of the season. Uh, there's a couple injuries we got to get into. Yep. We'll be back. Yep. Thanks for listening as always. Subscribe, follow us, all the good stuff. And we'll see you guys next time.